Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Trainer Feed. My name is Jacques Delager. I have here my coaches, David Bravo. Yo, what's up? And Angel Sanchez. What's up? What's up? How are we feeling today? We go, we're ready to roll. Good, locked in. Always. Always, baby. So today, the topic I wanted to speak about, truth be told, I wanted to talk about fasting. And I'm going to have to do that another time, but I want to really delve in what the fascination and I don't know enough about it, but I crept onto nutrient timing and, you know, for a large amount of time when I was at university, if I was playing a sport such as hockey, people spoke about carb loading and I'd do it the day off. And people said, no, actually, I think you should do it like days before. So I never really debunked my understanding or, or, or impression of what it was. So I found a couple of articles and this one was with the international society of sports nutrition position stand with a uh, topic being nutrient timing. So they had a couple, first of all, let's ask what you guys uh, know or feel about it. And then I'll just bring in some of the key points that these articles made. Um, I think about nutrient timing as the whole myth of eating protein, right? Before 30 minutes are up after your workout. When they're like, Hey, you know, you got to eat that or else you're going to lose all your gains, which has been shown to be a myth. Um, yeah, it's just not as important, I think, as people think it is, especially depending on what you've eaten throughout the day already. So I think, you know, a lot of it just has to do with, I think, pushing an agenda that a certain company might have. For for supplementation, for example. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, buy this supplement and drink it 30 minutes before your, before the, or, uh, drink it within 30 minutes after your workout to see maximum gains. So it has a place to live in your daily life, right? Exactly. So yeah. It should, David. David's going after Big Pharma. That's pretty legit, though. That's a really good way of... Get vaccinated, though. <laughs> Stay woke. Keep that third eye open. Keep that third eye open. No, I think David's uh, right on the money with that. Um, but yeah. Because it is it is like people are promoting an agenda when it comes to that stuff. I think there was legit concern and there was bro science where people were like, I've gained, you know, I've had so much success with this and that and the third. And then it just becomes a wave. And then science comes, it's like, well, actually, that's not the case. And then people are like, but I still believe. So people holding on to like those everything beliefs. though yeah um but and you know it's not to say that whoever did it whoever had success with it the success was fake and it was due to steroids uh i'm not uh, I'm not saying that I but mean. um it's hard it gets hard to dis- discern like w- what's attributable to nutrient timing and what's attributable to steroids when steroids is in the picture <laughs> but uh no, no no i'm just saying like it's it is a little bit of belief and you know it's not to say that they're wrong for having those beliefs and having success with those beliefs but you know it's not as it doesn't seem as if right now it's as important as just the nutrients themselves right like the nutrient timing like having that little anabolic window or having i don't know if there's a catabolic window or having the catabolic window you know it doesn't After seem like that's the case minutes, oh right it's After it's the anabolic 30, window, but if you yeah. miss it, it becomes the catabolic window. Interesting. Stay mm-hmm. woke. <laughs> well, some of the you mentioned having that thirty minute window. These guys, uh, they feel that the timing of 
energy energy intake and the ratio of it will again ingested of certain macronutrients so not talking about supplementation but they say it may increase recovery tissue repair uh improve muscle protein synthesis improve mood states what's up what repair uh tissue repair and but something that when i make all these points something i will keep it i will be honest with is saying that it's still an area of research so it's not a, a concrete um finalized study or report of saying oh this is the way it works this is how so it this is isn't fake news it's not fake news i can't claim it as fake news either but just to say that there's so many variables such as age sex fitness level previous fueling systems so if we're talking about fueling for an afternoon workout like how did you fuel for the morning and the breakfast how do you feel the day before for that workout things such as that things such as what you know what your current dietary status is what your training intensity is going to be and then the time before you actually fuel so all these kinds of variables all play a role oops sorry play a role in uh in, in, in how effective a nutrient uh timing is in terms of it's effectiveness. And, you know, I think we spoke about that 30 minute window. I'm sure you have people that it's more effective for them to eat in that 30 minute window. Now I mentioned mood for me, mood is a big thing. I'm usually pretty hungry after a workout. So that's more of a mood thing for me, but I think it's quite important to mention that it just depends on the person and it's so many, so many variables, but also the type, the, the intensity you're doing, right? So something else I spoke about was, recovery time so if you're if you're saying you're going to walk out with less than four hours of recovery since your previous workout i don't know saying you do a, a second workout in the day certain refueling strategies they spoke about would be aggressive carbohydrate reloading right and what they mean by that is 1.2 grams per kilogram per hour excuse me per with a preference of body weight yeah per hour per, per, so per gram per kilogram of, of per person's body weight per hour and suggesting there would be a carbohydrate that's in with a higher glycemic that has a high glycemic index, preferably above 70. So they're just saying that's a, an aggressive approach along with caffeine and what they say by caffeine intake being between three and eight milligrams per kilogram per person. Right. And then also if you combine carbohydrates with protein, but if you're combining carbohydrates at 0.8 grams per kilo per hour with between 0.2 and 0.4 grams per kilo per hour for protein so those were some of those aggressive refeeding they think they mentioned if someone was going to repeat a workout or do a workout sorry four hours from after their first one that day so i don't know how many people listening will do two workouts a day but it's just an insight that those were some of the more successful strategies they observed in the study and i i think it's quite it's it's just interesting so i think these people these supplements when they sup when they market their brands and, and how much caffeine it has. And that, that obviously gets you going, but I don't know. Do, do you still take pre-workout David? I don't know. I don't know if you do angel. I know David, you'd have in the past and. Uh, coffee, coffee, but no like pre-workout shake supplement or, and what, when you take coffee, what, what kind of quantities and you what... drink coffee, you know, take coffee. He trying to get you with the genjusu. I got my man, David, I got your back boy. Take coffee. You can tell I don't drink coffee. Right. Um, no, I just drink like a like a grande cold brew or something like that. Oh, you're from Starbucks. Oh, you you fancy, huh? <laughs> He's saying what's going with that. There's a shit on him for asking him what he did. No, I uh, it, it, what's that window like for you? Is it is it? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, dude. Minutes before. 
at least 30 minutes before. And is that every time you work out, there's a 30 minute window before? I try it at least. And I think that just has to do with me being conditioned to like, like when you do take a pre-workout, like they're always the pre-workout say 30 minutes before your workout. So I, that's kind of like stuck in my head. Mm, so so that's just more, you. they got you. Yeah. But that's more habitual then perhaps. Don't call me a bitch. Though. Habitual line stepper. Remember that? So you're habit. <laughs> Don't call me a bitch. It's, no one called you that, bro. We just said you're hot. You're 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 used to so that you're habit. You're hot. You're like hot, bitch. Habitual. Get out of here. What <laughs> <laughs> about you, Angel? I'll let you guys dupe that one out. I'm sitting in the corner. Uh, no, nah, I don't. I don't take pre-workout, but I I have in the past and at 76, like it was a lab back there. Um, <laughs> the I took it a couple of times. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not into that anymore. Even caffeine, like I'm kind of like sometimes I drink coffee, but not all the time. You took that um, <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, sometimes you just had to get through that workout. These guys are no joke. They're strong as hell. The guy at 76th Street? Yeah. yeah man, some I'm light. I got to keep up. Anyway. Some serious weight. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't drink coffee too workout i don't intake caffeine to work out but you know maybe that's why my workouts are trash too Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> maybe it's why i'm so weak when yeah. the pre-workout makes you feel like you you can run through a wall it's kind of hard yeah, it's... especially when you're younger too you know you're just like damn i could i'm unstoppable you know <laughs> uh, and then you have you pr like every week yeah, <laughs> kind of hard to say. Even for um, athletes and performance, it's technically a performance-enhancing drug. Caffeine. Caffeine. Yeah, when you look at it from a it's like weed, right? Yeah. Oh, you going back to that? Mm. Listen, man, that's apparently what it is. I don't think it is. You're trying to sell on here, David? What's going on here? <laughs> what's yeah, what's their head. going on? It's like, yo, you're the one posting on the stickers on the city bikes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's weed. That's man, you. That's funny. Yo, call me up. Do you have no, anyway? <laughs> no, I was gonna ask him about a city bike because I don't think he, he rides city bike. Now he I will. Really <laughs> there you go, David. You should ride city bike, man. Ads uh, for everywhere. The last time I drove, I rode a city bike, the fucking pedal came off. Remember, Jacques? Oh, yeah, but that's for, not every yeah, city bike, that. though. That's nah. like one in a, in a hundred, you'll get that. I got hit by a van this week. Oh, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm good, uh, obviously. So <laughs> You're nah, fine, I mean, though? Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, Jack's on my bike the other day, so like he knows I'm good. Yeah, I was gonna say. So laughing is fine. <laughs> <laughs> we can laugh about it because you're fine. I had one bad accident on a bike where I flipped 180 over, and I was in the right in the middle of the road on 70th and Broadway. Yeah, uh, that's self-induced though. Wait, David, you too? What happened? Let's talk about years it. Ago. Let's was, unpack I was, that. I was away, and my dumbass uh, thought I could out out bike the bus. <laughs> You try to cut the bus off. And then I was like, nah, let me not let me stop playing. And then I like start, you know, I slowed down a little bit, but then I lose control and I bumped something and I went like Ooh. Oh, and fell. gash here. Oh, no mm-hmm. kidding. Like how are you? Helmet, nothing. Damn. No helmet? No. Oh, no. yeah. But now, do you wish you did have a helmet on, no, though? Definitely, yeah. No, he's like, now I don't bike. <laughs> now I just don't bike. Yeah. I have clients who said to me, yeah. uh, What's the helmet going to do if you fall anyway? I was like, Are you crazy? They're crazy. Uh, yeah. And this story about me falling over, I didn't tell Alex for about a month. 
And then yeah, I, cause then I had, the same. well, what they don't know doesn't hurt them, but oh, shit. I had, I had a cyst on my finger and I was like, Oh no, this thing's on the nerve. I had to get it out. And I had to tell her and she's like, well, how that happened? I was like, Oh shit, there we go. She's like, you're getting a helmet now. So <laughs> I got a helmet there and then, yeah. but you know what? That's for it the could, better. It's for the better. And it could have, I could have, so like you mentioned landing on your head. Thankfully you didn't get any real brain damage. I say real brain damage. So you got some, but again, not funny. But you should, you know, it could have been a lot worse. You know, I was thinking yeah, about how I, I got this. I, like, you know, I could be dead and that's extreme, but it's the reality of, and that's why I just now, like, I'll wear it if even if I feel like it's a pain in the ass, but if it means, you know, it helps me, I'll just, I'll do it and whatever. Oh, and... It means you're weak. Yeah, call me weak. Totally kidding. But I have the scooter now. Oh, what a game changer. This stuff is like 20 miles an hour. So zip, 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 zip. I'm like, no red lights for me. Zip. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, but anyway. I, I think the last thing I want to touch on about uh, intensity of exercise, they spoke about, let's say we will work out for about an hour, roughly, right? They suggested anything more than 60 minutes of high intensity when your VO max is above 70%. VO2 you should try and, what's up? VO2 max. VO2 max. You should try and supply with fuel and, and fluid regularly, and you should consume it at a rate of 30 to 60 grams of carbs per hour in a 6 to 8% carbohydrate electrolyte solution, which ends up being between 6 and 12 ounces. And they're suggesting doing this every 10 to 15 minutes throughout the workout, assuming you go past 70 minutes as well. I think it's a Gatorade. lot, right? Let's say you drink Gatorade or like a fucking juice or gummy bears while you're working out. Yeah. Gatorade is like... A, a, I'm like every time I drink a Gatorade, I'm like I'm gonna get a cavity from drinking this. I just my teeth are sensitive. I love but... Gatorade, bro. I love it. I just can't hack it. I know it's a lot of information, but what do you guys think about that? Because I don't think I, I'm fine of just drinking water during the workout. I think and the majority of people that are working out in a regular commercial gym should not be worrying about all that. Should not be yeah. worried about that. Right. Yeah. This is also it, working with athletes as well. I should. I was gonna that. say, yeah, working with athletes and outdoors. That's actually something that you do have to be wary of because there's a likelihood that they're uh, gonna either collapse or have a heat stroke or something like that. So you have to be very mindful of their hydration, but also electrolyte consumption. So yeah. if it's about athletes and if it's about working out outdoors, there are some uh, really strict guidelines and come when it comes to that. Uh, and yeah, like if you're thirsty, I, I know one of my clients asked me, she was like, oh, I was reading something that says you should only really drink. She said that she read something or heard something that said you should only drink when you're thirsty. And it's kind of like all the hype about hydrating is not worth whatever. And I told her like, that's not true. Um, because <laughs> if you wait till you're thirsty to drink, then you're already dehydrated. Like that's your body telling you that you're dehydrated and you've been dehydrated, not you're dehydrated right now, starting now. Like you've been for dehydrated for the past couple of minutes, hours, days, weeks, Lord knows. As soon as but, you're, um, thirsty, you're like, oh, nah, I'm done. Yeah. And I was like, I was telling her that when it comes to training athletes, especially outdoors, like if you wait till they're thirsty in order to give them, you know, the Gatorade, they're going to pass you're out behind. and have a heat Yeah, stroke, you you're know? behind and the ball right there. Yeah step that up and that's why you uh, see all that stuff especially like um you know when watching sports like those people tennis is i always wonder how much money those people make which ones you know the water boys oh uh, yeah but I, I laugh how they're like 
squeezing my mouth. I can't, I can't do it myself. I know. So in football, it's because of the helmet, right? Yeah, but still, it's not that you can't still, do it. No, I, that's that's fair. And then in, do they do that in tennis or tennis? They just give them the well, tennis, tennis, they, tennis, all the players are very specific about what they have on. So a really good example is watching Nadal, Rafa Nadal, because he has like three, four different bottles. Everything's all different, but he's interesting because he's, he's a little OCD. So he's very specific about routines and timing, but tennis is hard to predict because you don't know if you're going to be on court for an hour or five or six. You don't know where that window is. If you're playing one of these games in the NFL, NHL, NBA, whatever kind of professional game, you typically have a, a good outline of how long you're performing for. Tennis, you don't know. It, because it you depends. can go up in the brackets, right? And you can. Well, you playing. don't know if you play, you don't know if the person you're playing is trash and you beat them in like 40 minutes and they don't win a game. You don't know if they, if it ends up being a five set match. The, Nadal and Djokovic, there's been some matches where the court, the time on court was six hours. But if you factor in the time time off between that, ends up being six and a half hours since they started, since they finished. There was a game I saw in September. They got on on court around two thirty. They didn't finish till seven forty. What? It's yeah. It was a five set match, dude. And and you have. But that's what I'm saying is, the next match the guy played was like two hours. So it went from four and a half, five and a half hours, five and a bit hours to two the next round. It's the same person, but he has. To, you have to learn to fuel, and that's why every 10, 15 minutes at the changeover because they have. After every, it's the first three games and the next two games in a set. They have a break. They sit down for a minute and 30, I want to say, something like that. So that's when they refuel and rest and whatever. But it, that's, I think, it's what's kind of hard about that sport is you don't know. Mm. You I can't know feel. That. Yeah, I didn't know that yeah. it was like that different in a time uh, time sense. Yeah, so that can be a little hard to predict. But yeah, that I thought was a good topic to, to cover. I'm sure, that's more in the future. Do they hold their about. water bottles though? No, because honestly, when you're on court, it's technically the the players, the umpire, and then the ball boys, ball girls. At this year's so this year's US Open, they didn't even have people calling the ball in or out. They had machines, hmm. so you couldn't. If if in the previous years, if you had someone say, "Oh, out," and you're like, "All right, let me challenge it," you didn't even have a challenge because everything's done through machines where they see the ball lands and then they project the replay based on the speed, the direction, and the weight of the ball. They go, "Oh, this is what it recreate the picture," and boom, it's called Hawkeye. So you couldn't, but it was weird. So there's a few people on the court and going back to your question, what they do is it, the players bring their own water and liquids and food on with them in their bags, whatever. Then they have them between the points or between the games. So that's, they, they all, they're all responsible for their own stuff, but no one comes on court. I see. Like coaching Rob- wise, yeah. Robots taking our jobs. Pretty much. Cost them less, right? Less human error. That's true, right? It's like slow-mo and replays, right? Yeah. Like mm. VAR. Cool. So this was good. I'm glad we got to discuss this. Uh, you guys let us know. We don't have a Twitter, do we? You should tweet us. Maybe we'll start Twitter. DM us. Deffy Davis Instagram. Slide right in there. Slide in the train to feed DMs. We're laughing. Open 24-7. Stop Bravo commenting coach. on our posts about collaborating, though. This stuff's... We don't want that. Just slide on DMs. Thank on the you. Bots. On the bots. The bot, the bot army. Let's get rid of them. But yeah, and like and subscribe on us on YouTube. Uh, I think that's pretty much about it. Cool. Sounds good. All right, guys. All right, guys. Have a good one. Deuces. Later. Deuces.